0: Hi, I'm Mark Renick. This is Victory Over Sin. Robertson. my name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. I hope you had a good week. We had an exciting week at Systemic Change of Idaho. I got to um, go to Portland, and I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. But first, usually what I start to show off with is explaining what Systemic Change of Idaho is. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy project that grows out of the Southwest Conference for St. Vincent de Paul here in Idaho. We are actually the sixth kind of entity nationwide that's been, I'm going to say, blessed with this money. And what we're attempting to do is to look at how Idahoans view people who are returning citizens, people who are on parole, people who are getting out of the system. What we're going to do is enable those people to help educate Idahoans on how their lives are and hopefully change some thoughts and hearts. We're going to do that by recruiting people, somewhere between 10 and 20 people, And we're going to offer them support, counseling, and we're going to put together a very fancy PowerPoint, some YouTube stuff. And then we're going to go out and start talking to service groups, to churches, to HR departments, to anybody who really wants to have some insight about how the Department of Corrections works from the perspective of the returning citizen. We think it'll be very powerful. Uh, We think that Idahoans do not understand exactly what that entails. I don't think they understand exactly how much that costs. And some things within the department probably need to be changed. And you'll say, hey, what are you doing that for? The department, do they like that? Yes, they do like that. The department cannot work really without volunteers like myself going out and helping people and volunteers like I'm going to introduce here in a second, um, my guest. But that's what we're going to be doing. We're really excited about it. And uh, this week, I got to go to a conference over in Portland, uh, sponsored by the western region for st vincent de paul where all of us get together who uh, do this sort of work for the, the conferences of st vincent de paul and we got to talk about what we do and everybody does something different there were about 200 people over there at a really nice hotel in portland and we got to explain what systemic change of idaho and the reentry process that we do here in southwest idaho and it was very well received um, People were impressed with what we're doing, and it kind of reinforced to me that we're on, the, we're on the right track. And we're excited to be doing that, and I want to thank all the people who were over there and who were supportive of me and um, Ralph May and uh, Mike Gallagher, who put this presentation on, on last Friday. We had a good time. I also, for those of you who know me and who are listening out in the desert, I was in Portland, so I got to go down and see a friend of ours. Uh, Todd Inman, who uh, used to be the VRC at uh, IMSI, he started a church in Coos Bay. And I got to go down there and I got to listen to him preach. It's the first time I've ever heard him preach. And it's, let me tell you, somebody from our little system here has gone and he started something really nice in Coos Bay. So if um, that's of interest to you, you should get in touch with him. I know he still keeps contact with several of the people who were in his charge, if you will, at Max. And so that's an update on him. Um, and it was he sends his love to you. Uh, many of the people I know, that one person in particular, some message out to Mark. Mark, I know I was out of town, and you were trying to reach me on our line. Stay at it. That's where I was. I was in Oregon. So for you, please keep in contact. We'll be right back with our guest uh, in just one moment. Hang on a second. You're listening to Victory Over Sin with Mark Rennick. To get into his archive page, just jump to our website at 941thevoice.com. Okay, um, I'm excited today. We got a, my guest is a gentleman by the name of Mike Toronto. He is the director of Office of Prison Ministry and Respect Life for the Catholic Diocese here in town. Mike, welcome. Yeah, nice to nice to be here, Mark. Yeah, it's great to see you. It's a new position for you. Yes. Right? And we'll get into that in a second. But you brought your grandson. That's yeah. kind of cool. Th-Thomas Thomas, Thomas. Say hi, Thomas. Hello, my hey. name is Thomas. Hey, that is great. <laughs> so you came up from San Francisco too, Thomas? Yes. 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 Pretty cool. So, what do you think of Idaho?
1: I think it's pretty great.
0: Yeah, big change from California. Yes. Yes. In which way? Which way? Well, for one, the hot weather. Oh, that's good. Okay. Do you less people though, right? And the cold weather too.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the cold weather in okay. December. But you live in Meridian. Yes. What school do you go to? I'm cold Valley Christian.
0: Cool. Okay. That's a cool school. I like that school. Okay. That's good. Okay. So we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to your grandfather. We're going to talk. If you feel like Mark, you need to say something. You say, hey, Mark, well, I can comment on that. You're cool. Okay. How old are you? Ten. You're great, man. I think he's got a future in radio. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> Michael, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to Idaho, please. Well, I, I you know,
1: probably be about uh, three years ago, I was actually, uh, uh, I was a. I was with another denomination with mm-hmm. the Episcopal Charismatic Episcopal Church. And I was asked by my bishop to go to Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I said, where's Idaho? <laughs> yeah. And I'd never been there, never drove through it. Uh, but I told him I'd pray about it. And uh, and I came here not knowing why, but, but uh, uh, about two years ago, I actually moved here. Uh, but during that time, uh, the Lord opened doors up and made it real clear to me why he wanted me here. So I connected with the, uh, the Bishop of Idaho Uh, Bishop uh, uh, Peter Christensen and his uh, chief of staff, uh, Christian Welp, and uh, they asked me to come on as their director of uh, 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 prison ministries and Respect Life, which is the Mm pro-life part of a Catholic church uh, here in Idaho. And so that's what happened. I I came in to uh, begin it, and they they asked me to come in because they know this is what I've done most of my life. For 38 years, I've uh, uh, either been involved or worked Full-time in prison ministries, juvenile dresses ministries, uh, started in New York City, uh, and then San Francisco for uh, 20, 27 years, uh, 28 years, uh, and then here for the last two years.
0: Yeah. So I I know that when uh, your predecessor left, I thought, man, who in the world are they going to get to take this spot? And you always look around in-house about who's going to do this. And so I think it's you and I met. I know last week we've. I stood you up at a Christmas dinner I couldn't get to, or something like that. But uh, uh, but I was I was there. I was just late. And uh, but but I was I had a great visit with you, and uh, I'm excited about what I think we can do together in terms of working together. So absolutely, congratulations. So um, and I know we were looking for who was going to do it. You really developed. Um, you got a really good nucleus of people who are already volunteering, right?
1: Yes, I I, uh, I walked in. I have, we have about 80 volunteers. That's amazing. And part of my my duties are my, my duties are to con- coordinate all the uh, uh, pr- programs and services and all the prisons of Idaho. Mm-hmm. So uh, nine there's, there's uh, nine prisons or six prisons, three juvenile facilities, and then and does not include the jails and the juvenile detention centers. Uh, so my role is to uh, make sure we have volunteers, make sure they're trained, uh, make sure we have services. Masses at times, and the masses when there's a priest involved. Service when there's no priest involved. Uh, uh, Clergy visits, uh, Bible studies. We do retreats on the on the in in the prisons, and then the goal ultimately, as we're working towards, is to work with groups like uh, uh, systemic changes. uh, Kairos. Kairos. I'm also on the the board of Kairos, by the way. uh, with uh, those groups, uh, Saint Vincent de Paul, mm-hmm. uh, to work on the aftercare mm-hmm. el- element, and that's that's lacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I
0: think that uh, I I would contend uh, we've done some changes where they're they're attempting to make it work a little bit better here. But uh, when we did this justice reinvention aspect, that passed a couple of years ago, and I think I was supportive of your predecessor, got me to testify down there, um, but so much of it has been still absorbed by the department Mm -hmm. not so much of the community groups so those of us who are doing this on the outside need to be advocates to kind of say, hey come on let's do this let's help us with this let's spread some of this it's not so much money it's uh the i don't want to say respect either i want to say the credibility of making the work that they do work in the community and to do that we have to be involved in the dialogue and henceforth we got to push our way to get into those rooms and that's that's where I hope you and I can kind of do that absolutely so the difference I take it from California to here is dramatic is that
1: well you know uh, in one sense California is a much larger system mm-hmm. uh, prison system I worked for the city and county of San Francisco for 20 years mm-hmm. uh, Besides, and then I. Did it separately under a, a private church ministry. After that, but uh, it's different in that it's a larger system, it's more complex, uh, more money involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, here, it's uh, inmates are inmates, but uh, what I'm finding out here is there's a greater openness to to uh, bring uh, to bring the gospel into the prisons. Exactly. Uh, some several of these wardens are Christians themselves, mm-hmm. and a lot of staff, uh, even though there's a cynicism that's involved because the recidivism rate is so high in every prison, probably, probably about 75%. Uh, and so they, they have very, when they, when we come in trying to do inside approaches, the outside, they're happy we're there, but yet they're cynical because you know the system is set up pretty much for punishment exactly. rather than the rehabilitation. Uh, and so we want to go in there with the with the idea that Jesus wants to rehabilitate, change lives, transform lives, uh, and then when he get out, uh, to bring them to a place, to mentor them, disciple them, and get them to they, walk them through uh, their everyday life when they get out, because. Many of them have been incarcerated for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said. uh, I haven't used that term, but I'm I'm starting to use it. Returning citizens. That's
0: right. I got that actually from... person who funded us from Cincinnati, one yeah. of the gentlemen, Paul Graham, I gave, always give him credit for that. Uh, and people, when I say it in front of groups, people like it. So I yeah. like returning citizen. I yeah. try to use it too. As do I. I don't call us offenders. And so I'm used to just being called an offender. Right. And sometimes even when a policeman drives by, I'll just, I'll go right back to that. I'm 74975. But 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 I like returning citizen because it gives it a different connotation. It gives it a more credible because what those of you who are, if you are listening to the show for the first time, you know, we have an enormous amount of people in the system. We have the second highest per capita incarceration rate in the nation. Georgia is the only one that's higher. And we as a nation, as your where if you aren't is that we incarcerate 25 percent of the world's population and we only have five percent of the world's population so we are a country that loves to lock people up idaho is a state that really enjoys locking people up on a per yeah. capita basis so that's one of the things that we're attempting to do in this radio show and with the work with systemic change of idaho how you doing thomas we're good we're saying everything okay are we saying everything good we're good mm-hmm. no you, yes. you yes. know yes. yeah yeah you gotta say good okay good Okay. Good. <laughs> we're keeping... Tom- Thomas is, is looking at us like, what the heck are you guys doing? But I'll just... Here, that's cool. But he's doing good. So, what else? Uh, so, you were working with a team that's already established. Yes. How do you put your own imprint on that many volunteers? It's
1: uh, it's training. It's mm-hmm. a meeting with them. Uh, uh, we have X amount. Of, we have certain, certain amount of meetings we do. We... Uh, I've been doing training on uh, uh, how to do services, how to... Basically, we're empowering our volunteers, making sure they're—we're uh, uh, they, they, trying to make them all apologists mm-hmm. to be able to defend the faith mm-hmm. in the prison system. So we're giving them training on that, as well as uh, uh, spiritual warfare, how to go in realizing there's a, there's a real attack on every one of these souls mm-hmm. in the prison. So we, we want to teach them how to pray through before they even walk in, how to pray while they're in there. And I had to look at every prisoner, like Jesus looked at everybody when Jesus said in the cross, "Father, forgive them for what they know not what they do." Yeah,
0: exactly. you, you find that? I find that um, people look towards a system, a training, or something, uh, and they think that, "Oh, I'll take this training and I'll be better at it." When in reality, what works the strongest is just if I just go out and display my own Christianity and I talk to you like a person I just I listen to what you say and I respond to it there's no real canned kind of training uh, experience that can 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 um, prepare you for that would you absolutely. tend to agree with that or absolutely
1: it? Our volunteers are like that there I've gone in with numerous volunteers each person to see you know how they respond I have people that are in the '70s, yeah,
0: I know, I know, it's a bunch of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, old. Got a good group of people. I know and they're in of...
1: there, and these prisoners love them. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, women and men and uh, grand like grandfathers and grandmothers walking into these yeah. prisons, and these prisons love them. And I and there's no judgment. They don't look at them that way. They look at them as like their own grandchildren, exactly, their own children, and they love on them, and the prisons love them back, and and the relationship is great, even with the staff in there. Where the goal is to really build a relationship with that staff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we pray, Lord, give us favor. Mm-hmm. Help us to, uh, we can't please everyone, but we want to make sure they feel good about us being in all these prisons.
0: Okay, so they're feeling good, and they're all good, and that's all great. And yep, here's yep. the other thing that's an issue for me. It's like, so I'm doing great in prison. I, Boy, I'm a believer, et cetera, and I walk out the door. Yeah. Okay. And so I walk out the door, and suddenly I can't find that guy or whatever, and I can't find this. <laughs> How do we make that transition to that person who's right out there on the street now and, boy, parole's over here and uh, health and welfare's over here and I don't have a car. The bus system is not the greatest in the Boise area and this starts to get frustrating and who do I reach out to and how do I do that? How do we, and I say we, because yes. it's you and me and it's the community, how do we make that work for those people? Well,
1: I, I, what we're doing and, and we're look, and that's part of one of the reason we met mm-hmm. and one of the reasons I'm, I'm looking to get deeper in the connection with St. Mr. Paul and their, and their reentry program is that when these, when these uh, returning citizens get, walk out that door, uh, we don't want them coming back. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do know that many of them feel lost. They feel inadequate. They feel confused. So we want the, our goal is to set up a volunteer to pick them up, mm-hmm. to visit them at that door, and to drive them where they need to go. Uh, over to your program.
0: Yeah, some of them actually. Some of your guys have come right. to our morning kind of coffee and donuts and resource yes. stuff. Yeah, so that's great.
1: Bring them over to your place. Bring them over to wherever we have to bring them to help them get their resource and then help them go through and then ultimately uh, get them into church and mm-hmm. help them to uh, grow in their faith and and, uh, and 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 receive the graces that God has for them to stay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you do with uh, someone who, let's say? doesn't necessarily know their faith, but has a good relationship with one of your volunteers? How do we do that?
1: We still, we, you know at this point, we don't uh, deny anybody because of their lack of faith. We know it's a process. We know that uh, we can't save. We, we're not the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray for them, but we'll still be with them. Mm-hmm. We'll still walk them through the system uh, and, uh, and just be there for them and let them know that we love them right where they are, that God loves them right where they are, uh, he loves them so much that he loves them too much to leave them the way they are. Exactly. And so.
0: Well, and I think I had a um, I had a call yesterday from uh, a lady whose son has been troubled. trouble, blah, blah, blah. It was, and actually, she was a St. Mark's parishioner. Mm-hmm. And she said she'd heard about us, wanted to get in one of my, our recovery groups. But th- how do you think we, how do we translate that to more people, I guess? And that's. Some of us have been doing, I've been, I've been, I've been now been out for six years. I've been doing this for almost five in terms of trying to make this work. Help me figure out a way where we can get more people together. Do you think we need to, I mean, if you're listening to my voice out here and you do this sort of work, then you know as well as I do, we need to drop our own pretenses and we need to get together and we need to support all these people. And if you got a program, I'm going to support that. Mike's got a program, I'm going to support Mike's program. We just need to work together and find the right solution for that individual and it continues to be a difficulty for me in terms of how we do that. So uh, that's a complex question, but would be nice to be answered the point. Mike. Well,
1: <laughs> we, we need to collaborate. We need to uh, come together, pray together, uh, to to uh, possibly even share our resources. Uh, there's not enough of us, mm, there's a- and there's and there's uh, uh, more than ten thousand prisoners uh, right now in, in the system, and and not enough of us to go around. So we need to collaborate uh, realizing that uh, God's kingdom is bigger in one organization. Uh, so uh, that's my goal. My goal is to being here, being in this position since last August, not very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal is to work with as many organizations that want to come together, share their resources, share their expertise and let's make this all happen. Let, let's, 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 let's do better at this. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure when these prisoners become Returning citizens, that they have a place to go to. They see they see a group of a family, of people that that love on them, and and uh, that uh, a trust relationship is built because of that.
0: Yeah, I think, and I also I don't mean to to be the uh, naysayer. I guess what i would saying because I think what we face in front of us is a challenge, but I think it's doable, and Absolutely. I think that I think we can do it. And I will tell you that I've been out, like I said I've been out six years. I, I'm on my third director of the Department of Corrections all of them have stated publicly, and the last one on this show in particular, that they cannot make the system work unless they have religious volunteers like That's us. That's right. So, uh, But we do have a clear mandate. What I would encourage anyone who's listening to this, uh, you're on a Christian radio station, if this is something that you wanna do, you need to reach out and get in touch with us, and we'll plug you into some aspect of this. Uh, I'm going to do how do you contact us at the end of the show. But if this is something that tugs at your heart, this is a very easy way to live out your Christianity. You can come and just do as little as spend some time talking to somebody that's just out and just say hi, or you can take them to... Food stamps, to get food stamps, you can do pretty much anything. And it's much, much easier and much more rewarding, you would say, for being able to display what how I feel in my heart to somebody as you just by helping them. We're that example. We need to be that example. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. And, and one thing I, I could tell you to encourage uh, the listeners is that what's going to really bring us over the, uh, the top on success is the mentoring program. Mm-hmm. That uh, we're working in partnership with the uh, Idaho Farm Corrections. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we have a mentor, if every, if every return system gets a mentor, that, that takes them over the top. That, that means that's the difference between them getting lost, mm-hmm. getting in despair, despondent, going off and going back in, as opposed to them being encouraged, being directed to the right place, to uh, knowing where to go, when to go. Uh, So mentoring is you. you, so we need mentors.
0: And mentor, when he's talking about mentors, he's talking about the program that's run by the Department of Corrections. Uh, Jeff Kirkman runs that program. If that is something that you're interested in, the easy way to do that is just go to the Department of Corrections website and then click on mentoring. There's a training class that you go through. But what you do then is get linked up to a person as they're released. Usually you meet them now at the... At the parole office, and then you can kind of be as much involved in their lives as you need to be involved, and it's a real positive thing. Jeff recruits those people; that's the only thing he does. He's like a special assistant now to the um, to the director of the Department of Corrections. So, and he's cool, and we talk about him all the time. So that would be a way to do that. And so, um, anything else we need to talk about from your standpoint that you want to talk about?
1: Just uh, you know, this this all happens with prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that. You know we have uh, we need to know that every we, we have a great relationship with the Three Oaks mm-hmm. ministries which
0: oh, is,
1: yeah which is their the chaplaincy or the uh, volunteer release coordinators mm-hmm. uh, in the system and so they're they're wonderful and uh, pray for them mm-hmm. uh, because they help uh, facilitate our entry and in, mm-hmm. into the system and uh, uh, pray for all the uh, pray for the wardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I walked in. I walked in, and a lot of these priests don't like the wardens very much because they're they're authority. I walked down a hallway, and I was walking with the warden. They all, nobody would look at me. It was hysterical. But uh, but the wardens need prayer because mm-hmm. they have that leadership there.
0: And uh, I, I tend to agree with you too. I think uh, there's some very good wardens yeah, out there who absolutely. are on the outside, and uh, and um, it's just like. People who work for the Department of Corrections is just like people in life. Yes. There's some very, very good people who work for the Department of Corrections. There's some people who are challenged in their walk in life. Of course. Uh, there are some people who are incarcerated that are very, very good people, and there are people who are incarcerated who are challenged in life, and that's probably why they're there. But uh, our job is to go forward and to make a change in all those people's lives. Amen. And, and to be blessed as we go forward into right. it. So, And that's, that's the cool part. So if you're out there in the desert, hopefully you're encouraged by this. Uh, get in touch with Mike or me or um, somebody, your chaplain in terms of the VRC, in terms of how you get in touch with us, but we're here to help. And uh, I will tell you this out there we're making a difference and we are making an impact. That's right. Thomas, you were cool. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. You can come back anytime you want to, okay? Fair enough? Yep. Michael, thank you for coming. You're I appreciate it. You're very welcome,
1: it. Mark. It was great being here.
0: Okay, thank you. If you need to reach out to us, man, we're easy to reach. We've got a great website at www systemicchangeofid.com. There's an email on there where you can catch us in there. we got Facebook on Systemic Change. We have Instagram on Systemic Change of ID, or you can call me at 208-477-1006. I encourage, again, you're listening to my voice. This is something that tugs at your heart. Hey, get in touch with us, and we will put you to work in any capacity that you want. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon. Hey